Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning, and Shelly is here to say... Calm down. Calm down. I love it when she says that. So, is that thing that you sent me, was that um, to remind me of Kid Spa? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, here's the one. They can't hear me because they're listening to KidsBot. I got this email yesterday about, hey, now you can buy tickets. Where is it at? The uh, Where is it at? Uh, Fox? It's at or? the Ameristar. Ameristar. Okay, you can I buy. I mean, not Ameristar. Hollywood. No. The amphitheater. KidsBot? Are you sure that's? I I thought it was like at, at, at uh, whatever they call it now, Peabody or... Keel Opera House or something? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's probably that. Let me go at. look at that. What, are you that? When, when did I send that to you? Um, I don't know the answer to that question, and I am looking right now. For those of you who have kids, you know exactly who Kids Bop is. Who? For those of you who don't, it's. I guess would you call it like sort of a group of? And I, I read this about it that they they can only be between like like eleven and thirteen, and it's a bunch of uh, boys and girls. You know, I guess they're like. You know, I don't know. You don't want to call them young men and young women yet, maybe. But anyway, they they sing and they dance and they have all these videos. And that's what supposedly all the kids watch. They watch kids bop videos. Yeah. Stifle theater. Yeah. So that's at the, uh, well, you know, let me think now. That used to be, <laughs> we have to have to go back. Like, Isn't that the Keel? Well, it used to be the Keel Opera House. Then it was the Peabody Opera House. Now I guess it's the Stiefel. They call it Stiefel. You can't, you know, which is weird because it's S-T-I-F-E-L. Stifle, it's all the well, same. But, potato, you know, potato. I mean, how do you get Stifle out of S-T-I? You know, it's like S-T, in almost anything in English, if it's like, you know, uh, you know, with an I in it, it's it's got the I sound, right? Or the E sound, not the E sound. But what do we know, right? Yeah, I don't know about that grammar Nazi. No, no. <laughs> but, but see, I'm always the one that, that points out the I-E-E-I thing, because in German, and that carries over into uh, English to a certain extent, the I-E-E-I combination, the second vowel is always long. So if it's, and, and, and the way you look at this is the way I always remember this is diesel, D-I-E-S-E-L. If it were D-E-I-S-E-L, it would be diesel, but it's diesel. You always pronounce the second vowel long, and you ignore the first vowel. That's because it's always I before E, except after C. No, but that doesn't... Except for a neighbor and way. Well, but that doesn't necessarily carry over 100% in the English because there's exceptions. But in German, it's pretty much a hard, fast rule. You know, in English, that's one of the things when people learn uh, English, there's so many crazy, weird, you know, uh, uh, exemptions in English. For example, a C could be either a, you know, a K sound or an S sound. That's true. You know, I and, had to think about that one. Right, right. And it goes both ways. Matter of fact, I had a guy, I knew a guy whose name was, was his last name was, was uh, C-A-P-P-N. He was Italian. And, um, and, and Sappen? He, he, but he called, he said he was, his name was Sappen. And I go, but it starts with a C. No, 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 Sappen. My name's Sappen. Not Cap'n, but Sappen. And I'm, I'm like, no, hold on a minute. No. See, one of those things where if you think about, and, and like as you're naming kids, okay, and if you name, like for example, uh, uh, I, I one of my license bureau uh, visits, the lady who waited on me, uh, she had a little name tag on, and it was Cindy, spelled C Y N D I I. Yeah, C Y N D I. And you know, you have to go through your entire life. No, my name's not C I N D Y. It's C Y N D I. You know, I have to go through that. I've had to go through that my whole life. Right, because you have to, you have another E in your name. You, 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 I do. Yeah, you have two. That's the real no, way to no, spell no, Shelley. I was named after my father. Why? Why is that? Why are there two different versions of Shelley? There's more than two different versions. There's four or five. How can there be? Was it? How, well, tell me the the versions between. But between. Let me try that again. Tell me the versions besides S H E L L E Y and S H E L L Y. What are the other two versions? S H E L L I E. Mm, I never thought of that one. Uh huh. Yeah. And S H E L L. You're having a stretch on this one. I'm gonna have to stretch on this one. Yeah. So there's only three that you e. can think of. Shit, I don't. And who would do that? Who would do anything? I mean, have you heard the names that people are calling their children nowadays? Well, you know, that's actually. Well, mild I, I, compared to what I, kids are called this, well, no, no, this, I, this I, 
time of year. I like unusual names because I think that, that that helps you identify yourself through life. You know, I mean, like I have told the story before about my daughter. I had an argument uh, with my wife about the fact that we should name her. I want to name her Gabrielle. No, no, Amanda. And there's gazillion Amandas. What's really interesting is if you look back, like if you look back at various generations, names pop out at you that don't exist anymore. You know, they do. I mean, yeah. Like for example, I, Michael, with like in my generation, was super common. Michael and David and Thomas, and you just don't see those names anymore. You know, now it's all you know Caleb and well, not even Caleb. There's other names. I mean, Caleb was popular. We love for a you, while. Caleb. Just no, so you know, no, no. But I mean, you know what I mean. It was there's you know there was there was their span of where those names were popular, and then there was Bree. You know, Bree was hot for a while. You know, everybody's yeah. named Bree. And Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Um, you know, I mean, and, and even to the point where you look at some TV shows, people name their kids after TV shows. I mean, you know, characters in TV shows. So TV shows that are popular, you know, that kind of a thing. I was going to name my daughter Candace. I know. Then she'd be Candy Bar. We know that. I know. Wasn't that cute? She's like, oh, mother, please don't, don't, don't ever tell me that again. <laughs> well, well, or the one guy I know. Uh, who hates my guts, who has one name. Okay. Yeah. He changed his name and he has one name. He's sort of like Prince. Like Prince? Yeah, sort of like Prince, you know. Oh, okay. But once again, why would you do that? Because you go through life, you know, if you fill out a form, okay, put your Prince your first, middle, and last name. I go, I only have one name. What do you mean you only have one name? I only have one name. You mean you don't have a first and middle? Well, I don't have one name. I don't, I don't think it's first, middle, or last. I just have one name. Not even a last name? Well, I mean, what is it? If you only have one name, is it your first, your last, your middle name? You know what I mean? You know, and then you have then you have some people that have like five names, you know, like, you know, I mean, it's like, okay. Yeah, I do. You know, you know, one of those things. Anyway, uh, it's BS in the morning. Have you heard the weather forecast? Have you heard this bizarre weather forecast? I have not. I have not been listening uh, to Jennifer. Well, she'll come up in a couple of minutes and she'll tell us about the uh, the flash flood watch that's in effect. I heard that, that I did hear that there's a flash flood warning from this morning no, till tomorrow morning. Not a watch, a, uh, not a warning, a watch at this point because they're predicting. Oh, it was a warning when I heard it. No, I don't think so. And all the other thing I've seen is a, is a watch. They're predicting. Are you as, telling me I'm wrong? Yes, I am. Matter of fact, in this, in this case, <laughs> okay, I am. Well, Jennifer's um, got my back. We'll see. Well, it's it's supposed to start raining. You know, I'm looking at where's the forecast there. It's supposed to start raining. Um, here we go, St. Louis. Uh, it's going to be. It's 50 degrees right now. Can you believe that? It's supposed to be 56 later today. Tomorrow, 62. And then uh, tomorrow it's supposed to rain, and it's supposed to start raining tomorrow morning, rain through Saturday. And they're saying that once the rain starts between the time it starts tomorrow and the time it ends on Saturday, we could have as much as four inches of rain. What happened to the snow? Uh, it's not in here anymore because it's going to be too warm. Matter of fact, on Saturday, uh, tomorrow, the temperature is going to be 62 for the high, uh, a low of uh, 40 into Saturday morning. And then uh, Saturday, it's going to be the high is going to be 43. So the snow's gone. They took that out. Too warm. Huh. And then it's supposed to warm back up on Sunday with a high of 43, Monday 49, Tuesday 55, and Wednesday 54. But the crazy thing is now they're saying snow on Wednesday, but it's supposed to be 54. So Wednesday is going to be one of those days where it starts out warm and then the bottom drops out and it's going to be like 21. So we're going to go from 54 of a high on uh, Wednesday to 21 in 12 hours. So that should be interesting. So that should be very interesting. It is BS in the morning. We are B and S, and that's who we are, and we are going to take a break. We will be right back uh, to some people that go, no, 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 don't come back. Just stay away, right? No, they're not saying that. They're <laughs> saying, don't go, don't go. Yeah, right. 615. Westplex 107.1. It is Havana. Do you like that song, Shelley? I do like that song. It's gets lovely. <laughs> what? It's the way you said that. It's lovely. It, it is. It's lovely. It's just plain lovely. <sighs> no? Stop it. That's my word. Stop it. Yeah. How come your your level got real low? What are you doing? I'm not talking into my Nord. I don't know. What did you? What button did you push? I don't know. I didn't push anything. All of a sudden, your level got real low. Did you? Are you not talking directly in the microphone? I'm talking directly into the microphone without eating it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, we'll leave that as it is. Uh, BS in the morning. Uh, she is BIMS at 623. Uh, roller coaster weather forecast. Uh, a flash flood watch in effect uh, through tomorrow into Saturday because they're saying that once the rain starts tomorrow, we could have two to four inches of rain. And, you know, it's really, when you think about it, it's been dry over the last, well, geez, I mean, I don't remember. Has it rained at all or hardly much at all since the beginning of the year? I know we've had a couple sprinkles here and there, but I don't really remember any super heavy rains. Do you? Not, not, not this year. No, not not so far. Um, lots of stuff in the news uh, yesterday. Big press conference with um, President Trump. Do you ever watch those? I do not. Okay, but is, you knew that, right? What's that? That I don't watch press conferences. Well, you're the one that that brags to everybody that if it's not on Facebook, you don't know about it, right? Correct. Yes. Which. Is is extremely disheartening to some people who go like, okay, she's really reading, you know, some stuff that's just absolute positive lies. Okay, so they're judging me because I read Facebook? No, because that's your only source. Every, you know, people should have multiple sources. You should never, you know, I mean, you know, once again, journalism 101, you should never, uh, you always need, when, you, and when you're writing a story, you always want to have at least a minimum of two sources that agree because of the fact that, you know, anybody can, I mean, like, for example. I you, have multiple epiphanies. Doesn't that count? No, you. <laughs> it doesn't count. The other day you said to me, Remember when you got the letter, the email from that person who wanted to have a guest on, and uh-huh. I explained to her, explained to you what she was doing, and you went, what? <laughs> right? Yes. And that's, once again, that's how people, you know, I mean, you know, it's all the time. I mean, the, the you know, the, the media, I mean, I, it goes back to, it goes back to, God, you know, here I go again. It goes back to my days of being police dispatcher when I tell people this all the time. And I have, I don't know how many people have told me, well, I live in Wildwood and there's no crime there. No, there's crime there. It's just the more, the more affluent. The way they classify it. Well, the more affluent neighborhoods, the police departments, and not necessarily the police departments, but the other people within the municipalities have a way of, shall we say, not letting certain things out. And, uh, you know, it's getting harder and harder and harder because the fact that people show up, if something happens, people show up with their cell phone and take a video or they text out or they, you know, or they, you know, whatever they tweet out or whatever, you know, the, you know, hey, look, boy, you're not going to believe what just happened. There was a robbery at blah, 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 blah. You know, but once again, I might, my, my, my uh, uh, you know, analysis is always, OK, if you're a robber and you're going to break into people's houses to steal stuff. Are you going to go steal stuff from the poor neighborhoods or the rich neighborhoods? You know what I mean? Yeah, but you don't know what's in anybody's house. Well, trust me. You know, it's it's to the point where where I, I guarantee you there's a lot more valuable stuff uh, of the houses in Frontenac and Town and & Country and Ladue and Chesterfield than there is in uh, Pagedale. And I'm making, not making fun of places, but Pagedale, East St. Louis, and Washington Park. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, you know, it's it's like anything. We talked about how things have changed with, you know, theft of cars. You know, they carjack them now because the cars have gotten so good as far as anti-theft is concerned. It's it's some cars are really tough to steal anymore. So what do you do? You just wait till somebody gets in the car. They got their keys in the ignition. You pull them out of the car. Hey, my car now. See you. Bye. Yeah, but my car, you don't uh, put the keys in the ignition. My precious. But what I'm saying is, but you, you have you don't you keep your key fob in your in your car? No. I, do- well, I keep my key fob where I normally keep my key fob. Which is where? <laughs> no, 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 no. But but most people. Most people. My that, key fob is always with me. Put it that way. My, most people. That, and if I have my car running and I step out and like go to QT, and somebody steals my car, it'll drive without the key fob. But once they turn it off, they're done. I know, but a lot of people. I mean, you know, maybe this is anecdotal for me. I know people that talk about the fact that they have the the you know the the push button start in their car and they leave the key fob in their car because of the fact that they have the 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 uh, um, you know the the combination lock on the door. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Words, so they, they don't. You can't lock the door with the key fob in your car. Are you sure? 
I'm positive. Okay, well, I know some cards you can. You I, can't with my precious, no. Well, you know. <laughs> it opens up. Matter of fact, when you sit there and you put down the, um, what's the word? Hammer. Put down the, the, the lock mechanism. Yeah. It will not... Um, it will not lock the car. It'll actually unlock the car. Well, I, you know, I, I know you lock your push button start. I've had cars, you. you know, I've rented ones and I test drove some ones. Matter of fact, Ford used to let me drive all sorts of different cars. And when I got to the Lincoln line with the push button starts, I hated it. I, just, I don't know. I just, it was like, okay, I don't get it. You know, to me, it's like, get, you know, you get so used to key and ignition, turn switch, you know, when you turn it off, turn key, key off, pull keys. You know, to me, it's like, eh, it's, you know, that's, that's the way it should be. To me, it's just one more thing to keep track of, so I just put it in my girls. Okay, 629. Westplex 107.1, Charlie Puth, how long? 637. It is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. It's BS in the morning. She's B, I'm S. Um, you were saying, oh, I just checked again, and I'm not trying to contradict you, but it's a flash flood watch at this point. It's not a yet a warning. Well, thank you for that, Brad, because I was a little worried and concerned that I was wrong. You wrong? Never wrong. <laughs> Just keep on remembering that, okay? You know, you know what, you know what Saturday night is at the uh, dome. No, it's Supercross, the motorcycle. You know the uh, the dirt oh, bike I race. Oh, I love that. Yeah, but it's weird because this year it's so early. Normally, we don't get the Supercross till the season starts in January, and normally we don't get. Uh, any of the big races uh, or any of the, the race, it's the Supercross race and there's a championship goes through the United States and they do, you know, Detroit, and Los Angeles and places like that. And normally we don't get it till like, you know, usually March or April. We're usually like one of the last ones. I think one of the first ones this year. Man, I used to take my son to that all the time. My oldest son enjoyed it. And, and that was the time I've, I've told you about this before. John Ashcroft, who was our governor. And yes. at one point, our senator, and uh, during the 9-11 crisis, was the attorney general. And a very, 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 very conservative guy. Uh, yeah. One time, my, I took my son down to the uh, Supercross, and we got had noticeably seats, and we were just getting there. We were getting there not late, but the show started at, like, I don't know, let's say 7 o'clock, or the race started at 7. They had, like, little, you know, pre-race thing, and they, hey, want to welcome so-and-so, and, and we want to welcome John Ashcroft, who's, you know, and I think at that time, he was the... I'm trying to think if he was the attorney general or if he was the senator. I can't remember which one he was at the time. So, and if you know, he's like super conservative, you know, like Mr. Straight Laced. And the, the MC said, and you know, John's a huge motorcycle fan. I'm looking at my son. I'm going like, okay, I find that hard to believe. And they said, and he's going to get on one of our bikes and he's going to show us how it's done. So we're way up in the nosebleed. You don't know if it's like that person or not. And this guy gets on the motorcycle, you know, fires it up, you know, pulls the, you know, twists the throttle open, puts this thing on the rear wheel, does a wheelie from one end of the uh, the dome to the other end, puts the front wheel down, comes back around, you know, and then like makes a sliding turn back into where he started. And I look at my son and go, that wasn't John Ashcroft. That's BS. Right. Guess what? It, what? Was, it was John Ashcroft. Why did he take his helmet off? And no, wave? because here, here's the other bizarre part of the story is I told a couple people this and they're going like, yeah, I agree with you. They can't be John Ashcroft. He's like Mr. Super Conservative. So a year later, when I guess I'm trying to think all the years he was running for reelection and uh, my son and I went down to a Rams game and out in front of the at that time, the TWA Dome was John Ashcroft shaking hands. Hey, I'm John Ashcroft. You know, vote for me. You know, that kind of a deal. So I said to him, let's go up and talk to him and see if that really was his him on the motorcycle last year. So we go up, and there's a little bit of a line. People, you know, and he's greeting people. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for stopping by, that kind of stuff. So I go up, and I shake his hand, and I had my son shake his hand. And I said to him, I said, we were at the motocross last year, and some guy pretending to be you, you know, did a wheelie all the way across the floor of the of the the dome, and then you know came back to where he started and did a sliding turn back into where he started. And he goes, "Yep, that was me." 
And we're going, for real? And he goes, yeah. He says, I grew up on a farm and, and um, someplace in Missouri, I can't remember where exactly at. And he talked about they had, you know, way back when they had dirt bikes. Like, I think he, he, he rode Hondas and they would take the tractors and they would make jumps. They would like, you know, take the tractors and push dirt and make jumps. And they did, they did like, you know, like motocross. That's because they didn't have video games oh, to do so. that for them. <laughs> yeah, nowadays nobody would do that. They'd be inside, you know, playing playing motocross yeah. on their on their on their their their, their, their iPads or whatever it was. But or yeah, yeah, I don't think Xbox. I don't know. If, do people play Wii anymore? Isn't that sort of gone? Didn't that sort of like come and go? No, it's still around. I never hear anybody talk about that anymore. For a while, it was like, oh, that's because it's all D and D. I'm going to do Wii bowling. And I'm going to do Wii baseball. Minecraft and blah 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 Man, blah blah blah. I, I don't. I, I'm just. I just don't get that. And you know what? It's not that I don't get the video games. I'm just not a game player. I mean, if I'm someplace and and you know and and like you know and somebody goes, hey, let's play a board game. It's time for me to leave. You know, <laughs> I'm like, nope, not interested. Same thing with card you, you games. You don't even play Cards Against Humanity. I don't play any kind of. I don't. I you know I'm. I have no interest in card games or any that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> Do you even know what Cards Against Humanity is? Yeah, yeah. That's where you give me all your credit cards, and I go out and I I charge them all up until you you know your your uh, you know your humanity's uh, uh, tested. Okay. Yeah. Think about that, and um, that's a that's a hard no. <laughs> that's not what Cards Against Humanity is. It's not. It's not a game that. It's not a family oriented game. Put it that way. Is it like strip poker? No, it's not like strip <laughs> poker, but they have some pretty uh, intense little sayings. Is it is it a card game? It is a card game. Well, once again, I mean, you know, I don't know about it because I don't play card games. Just have no interest in that. I'll send you the Wikipedia. And and I've had people try to teach me poker, and I mean, is they they might as well be teaching me try to you know uh, read a book in in Chinese or something like that. It's this point. It's like okay, I don't get it. I don't understand. They talk about the river and this and that, and you know, okay, whatever. You know. Are you a reader? What do you mean, my reader? Do you read a lot? Yeah, but I don't. I like I said, I don't. You know, to me, there's. I mean, you know, to me. I, I go to the casinos. I don't go nearly as much as I used to, but I go to the casinos primarily for people watching. And when I go to Las, well, Las Vegas, I rarely go into the casinos. I mean, typically, I, you know, I, I'll go, and if I'm in Las Vegas, I'll say, okay, I got 20 bucks. I'm going to buy, you know, I'm going to put in a slot machine and see what the hell happens. And when 20 bucks is gone, I'm done. You know, okay, I'm done. You know, but I, sometimes I'll go and I won't even do that. I just like I just like the city. I like the architecture. I like the, the the energy to the city and the whole bit. Although you know it's getting it's getting tougher again. You know they started charging all the parking garages. They're started charging now. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be you could go from casino to casino, casino, and you just pull in the parking garage. Almost all the casinos now in the strip charge for parking unless you're staying at that at that particular casino, like uh, you know as the, as the hotel. Well, we do that. Yeah, but that's but 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 you can't go to another casino. In other words, if you're staying at that casino and you decide you're going to drive down a strip, you got a rental car and you drive down the strip and you try to park another a casino, they charge you. It's not Uber. free. Well, when but, we were there, all we did was Uber. Yeah, but you know Lisa. what? Trust me. I mean, I, I what's frustrating to me is that it's so restrictive in Las Vegas as far as Uber because there's only certain places that you can you know drop off and pick up. And That's if, not true. Oh, tr- oh no! Hey, trust me. I found out the hard way because of the fact that that I've been in like downtown St. Louis and been in the middle of a block and go. Eh, I don't want to walk anymore. And I'll just grab my phone and you know the guy will pick me up right where I'm at. I'm, I'm my first time in Las Vegas trying to use Uber. I'm at the 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 fountains there. You know the uh, the Bellagio yeah, fountains. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the middle of the block. I get my phone. I go like, okay, I'm gonna get an Uber. And I you know do you know book and I'm in the middle of the block and then the guy calls me. And he goes, where are you? You know, the Uber guy. I go, well, I'm right here on the strip in front of the fountains. Oh, we can't pick up there. There's only certain spots we can pick up and drop off. You have to go to the visitor center in Bellagio. And I talked to a couple of the Uber drivers, and they said they got really strict about that in Las Vegas. That, And matter of fact, one of the Uber drivers, one of the Uber drivers dropped me off at a non-Uber drop-off, and this guy from the resort comes out and just, it was a woman driver, and just reams her. I mean, yells at her, screams at her, called her a couple bad names, took her license plate, I'm going to report you. 
Really? Yeah, because there's they, they've got it to the point where there's only certain spots. And what's interesting is is that they segregate it where, I can't remember, I think it might be the Mandalay Bay, where there's one spot for the taxis and there's a totally different spot for Uber. And if there you, is. And if you, if you... That's where that's where Lisa and I stayed. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you can't just, you know, you can't just say, drop me off in the middle of the block or whatever. You know, hey, drop me off at the fountains. Nope, they won't do that. They say, no, I have to drop you off at the official uber spot and and you know and and to the point where where uh you know i mean to me it's like okay then why am i ubering you know i mean if i want to go if i want to you're go, ubering because you if you want to go to the stratosphere although you can take that um that tr- it's not a trolley what is it like a tram oh it's just like the 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 uh, delmar loop trolley <laughs> <laughs> it is not <laughs> Shut up. It never runs. You know, it, it That's breaks not true. down. It runs. But you have to, to get back to the Mandalay Bay, you've got to, like, go to one. You have to stop and then get off and then go to another part of the casino and then get that trolley to go back to Mandalay Bay. I know. It's complicated because they want you to walk through the casino. Hey, we're way behind. we got to take a break. It's 647. It's your fault. Westplex 107.1, one of my favorite songs. Shelly hates it every time I play that song. That is not true. Says, I just I told you. It. I love that song. It just reminds me of a simpler time. That Sean Mendez Camille Cabello song. I don't like it. Please don't play it anymore. That's not what I say. You, <laughs> you are exactly. completely ridiculous right now. It is going to be an interesting day today. Temperature is going it to is. be halfway decent. Oh, sorry, the weather. Well, uh-huh. what were you talking about? Us. <laughs> Us? What are we doing it's today? It's going to be an interesting show. Us a today? really big shoe. Really big shoe. Uh, supposed to be what today? Fifty degrees. Uh, no, it's fifty-six for the high. It's fifty degrees right now. It's nice right now. Although it's going to be. I don't think we're going to see any sun today. No, not supposed to be any Sunday. It's supposed to be cloudy all day long, which is sort of uh, you know you get spoiled with the sun from yesterday. It was nice yesterday, uh, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens as far as so it's the. It's going to be fifty with no sun. Uh, 56. It's 50 right now. Yeah, 56. No sun at all. Cloudy all day long. Matter of fact, we're not supposed to see the sun until sometime on Sunday afternoon, Monday uh, morning. So uh, today, Friday and Saturday, uh, all overcast. Matter of fact, uh, the rain's supposed to start tomorrow sometime in the morning and continue through all the way until sometime early uh, Saturday morning. Uh, the uh, the um, um, a flash flood watch that's in effect right now is in effect until 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. So, and Emphasize once the watch, Brad, because we don't want people to think it's a warning. No, who said it was a warning earlier? It was you, not me. You're the one that said, oh, it's a warning. No, it's not a warning. It's a watch. And that means uh, conditions are favorable. And they're saying that we could get between tomorrow morning and sometime on Saturday around noon, uh, two to four inches of rain. Uh, probably the most of it, they're saying, would be tomorrow afternoon during afternoon drive into tomorrow evening. So just have to wait and see about that. Um, I, You know, I have to tell you, I think the economy has gotten much better in January, because I can remember a time when you could go to a restaurant in January on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, and there was practically nobody in the place. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I went to eat uh, Tuesday night, Tuesday evening, about 5.30 or so, and I won't say the restaurant because they will never do any advertising with us, but it was packed. And I'm going like, and and when I it was happy hour, Brad. No, 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 no. This was not this was not happy hour because because I I no I got there about six and I stayed till about seven and and the happy hour ends there at seven and when I left I mean first off when I got there at like six there was I had a tough time to find a table and I ended up sitting at the bar eating my dinner and then as I left at seven o'clock there was a huge waiting line so so once again happy hour was over people were waiting in line to get dinner and I'm thinking to myself okay this is like the first week of January I know it's not technically the first week of January because the first week of January was last year you know last month or you know last week but you know the first week when people aren't still on vacation or not going to school or you know that kind of stuff and i'm going like man it's i you know and people are you know i've noticed that again last night you know i'm thinking okay there was a time i remember for years that you could go to a restaurant in january and nobody was there Matter of fact, that's why I think it's coming up next week or the week after. Clayton does that thing, you know. They do the the deal. You know what I'm talking about? What they call it, the Clayton Re- Re- Restaurant Expo. You know what I'm talking about? 
No, I don't. Okay, they have a deal. They have a week where uh, you have all these restaurants, and there are quite a few of them that uh, that uh, uh, participate. And they have either a $25 meal or a $35 meal, but it's like all inclusive. You get like all sorts of stuff. It's like super, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's basically like a, the taste of Clayton. Well, I don't know if they call it that or not, but but it's always. Well, I'm in, sure they don't. It's, but it's it's, it's, it's a, basically. It's always in to, it's always in January because of the fact that they always do it in January to try to get business into the restaurants. But I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe they don't need to do it anymore because according you know according to what I saw this week, there's tons of people going to restaurants. Well, maybe you just went on there on a busy day. Good for you. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to believe that, you know, a restaurant on Tuesday nights doing that much business. But, you know, what are you going to do? Hey, we got to take a break. Maybe it was a good restaurant. Not if I was there. 658. Westplex 107.1. Sean Hooks. Morning Tea 707. It's BS in the Morning. She is Brad. I am Shelly. Our website is bsinthemorning.show. 50 degrees right now, headed high for a 56, going to be uh, mostly dry today. Tomorrow, different story. We'll just have to wait and see. But we are right now under a uh, flash flood watch, which extends through tomorrow and into Saturday morning. So be prepared for that. Okay, Shelly, I told you about, I heard this on KWMU last week. And I I have a real real problem with this. And um, I contacted... The guy, uh, and he responded yesterday. Uh, what I'm talking about is there was a special report. Well, it's not a special report, but they do this thing on noon in KWMU, Missouri, St. Louis Public Radio is what they call it. It's the NPR station. And it has to do with what they call cis- civil asset forfeiture. And essentially what happens is the police pull over a car. There's money in the trunk, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. They just say, hey, we're taking the money. It's our money. And they say that if you don't let them, the, you know, the, the police say if you don't let them, let them have the money, that they're going to arrest you. Okay. So the yeah. guy that was, um, he's a professor, journalism professor at SIU Carbondale. His name is Bill Freivogel. He's the one I contacted. I heard him and, he, and he's doing, this is part of their journalism school down in Carbondale where they're doing all this investigative reporting. And this, this centers on... St. Charles County, specifically Mile Marker 204. Do you know where Mile Marker 204 of Interstate 70 is? Um, it's right down I the street from you. It's Forestell. It's Mile Marker 204. Oh, really? So yes. they're focusing on Forestell? Well, they sit in the median, and you've probably seen it. They have the, the unmarked black SUV police cars, and they sit in the median, and they profile people. And in 2019... They did, they did, um, of, of all the stops they did, they took $2.6 million in cash from 36 different vehicles. In Forestell. Right there in 70, Forestell. And almost all of them were westbound, westbound cars. And they profiled them. They said, you know, he talked about they look for, for rental cars. They look for uh, cars that have out-of-state license plates. And they have a, a particular profile they look for. They pull the cars over. They I quest- guess white Lincolns with plates that say be happy is not it fit, doesn't fit in their profile. Well, you're local, so they don't care about you. These are mostly people who are not local, and that's part of the issue. They're not people from so this area. The membership has its privileges. Well, I guess. They pull them over. <laughs> they essentially say, can we search the car? Most of the people consent. They find cash. In one case, they had $134,000 in cash, okay? And wow. they are essentially saying, and it's interesting, they take them to a tow lot somewhere. I'm going to figure out where this is. They take, they, apparently, they take, they tow the car right off the interstate, take it to a tow lot, and that's where the police say, okay, look, you give us the money and sign these forms, and we'll let you go. Because of the 36 people they pulled over, and you know, took $2.6 million worth of cash. And this is all in one spot, St. Charles County, right there, mile marker 204, Forestell. 36 people they took all this money away from, nobody was charged with anything. Nobody. So they just said, take the, take, and what is it, 2.6 mil? Well, that's, that's the total was 2.6 mil. So For 2019? Well, 36 different people they did. So in other words, they, and you can divide it up. Probably there's some that, you know, a lot, some that's like, you know, five, six, seven thousand $7,000. But right. what, what they're saying is, and even the prosecutor, they had an interview with the prosecutor in St. Charles County, and he essentially said, hey, it's all drug money. 
And my my point in that is like that's not necessarily accurate. I, I, look, Somebody I, could be kidnapped, I, I, oh, and no, that's the ransom. Oh, no, money. no, 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 no. Somebody could be. No, um, it's not. It's not. But what you're saying is essentially you're saying it's illegal they're money. They're assuming it's drug money. Yes, that's the whole point. And I told you the story. My one banker told me this story that when the stock market, you know, and everything crashed in 2007, 2008, one of his customers showed up at the bank one day and said. I have $350,000 in this bank. I want it in cash now. And they said, we don't have $350,000 in the bank today. And he said, it better be here tomorrow because I'm coming and I want to pick up my money. And the next day he showed up and they gave him $350,000 in cash, loaded into his car, away he went. Okay, so there's a perfect example. He had the money in the bank. You know, he didn't trust the banking system anymore because, you know, the, you know that's when all banks were crashing and, you know, and, and yeah, Lehman Brothers yeah. went under and things like that. He's taken his money out of the bank. He literally is going to cash. You know, I mean, not figuratively. He's literally taking cash out of the bank. Okay, Mattresses so. and cash. Yes, so, I got it. So if he would have been driving, you know, like let's say he said, oh, I'm going to drive into St. Charles County and drive through Wednesday, or, you know, for Forestdale. And they would have pulled him over. Hey, dude, you got $350,000 cash in your car. You know, okay, so uh, what kind of drugs are you selling? I'm not selling any drugs. Well, how do you get that much cash? Hey, took it out of the bank. What do you mean you took it out of the bank? Who has that kind? Hey, I do. I got $350,000, but I decided that the stock market was going to crash. Well, nope, sorry. We it's want the money. It's only insured up to 1000 so you have to have like multiple. 100000 yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. A hundred thousand. I, I so think you it's, have to have multiple accounts. Yeah, right. I think in different banks. Right, right. That's what his concern was, and you know, and it's, and it's a valid concern. You know, so it is. So, so anyway, the point being is that they interviewed uh, the prosecutor, the St. Charles County prosecutor, and he essentially said, "Hey, it's all illegal money. We know it." And I'm going like, "How do you know that?" You know, exactly. and once again, it's to me, it's like the criminalization of cash. Did you ever watch this this show? Um, what's it called? Uh, it's got the guy, it's where they, the gas monkey garage was called Loud and Fast or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? No, and, uh, and no, it's, I don't. It's these two guys that own this. One guy's got this great big old beard, and the other guy's just like this swashbuckling kind of guy. He was one of the guys that, that did, uh, he, for a while, he had the cannonball run record. He went, you know, from New York to California in like 32 hours or something like that. And and he buys cars all the time. They buy, and their whole deal is, their whole thing is, they're they're like the car flippers, you know. You got the house flippers. They're the car flippers. They buy all these cars, you know, sp- you know, specifically ones that have some kind of collector's value to them. They take them back to their garage. They fix them up. Sometimes they put a new engine in. Sometimes they customize them. Sometimes they just clean them up and you know put a new paint job on them. And they're flipping cars. But he goes all over the country and buys cars, and he always has cash on him because they always show him like you know, hey, well, I'll pay you twelve thousand for this. No, I want fifteen. Well, how about thirteen? No, I don't want. I want fifteen. Okay, here's fourteen, and he peels off the hundred dollar bills. Okay, so once again, there's a lot of and, and to the point where there are a lot of businesses that you know. For example, I have a friend of mine that used to own parking lots. And, you know, he talked about how uh, people would pay, you know, in cash. Um, you yep, know, it's I, a cash business. I, um, I, I, dry cleaners are a cash well, business. I saw a business. I saw a, 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 a video recently of a guy who's telling you to invest in laundromats, you know, yeah. and, and he said the only problem was, you know, he showed the thing of like when he went around, you know, emptying all the quarters and some of them to the point where I know that one laundromat that I've gone to uh, when I had some big blankets that I had to, you know, wash and dry that I couldn't do in my regular washer, uh, they have the deal where they have a dollar bill changer, but what it does is it gives you it gives you gold dollars because the a lot of the big dryers and the big washers instead of taking quarters they take dollar dollar coins so either they're SBAs or they're uh, you know the gold dollars and you know at the end of the night somebody or in the morning or something somebody goes along around and pulls those all out of the of the washing machine so they've got literally you know change you know I mean that kind of a thing and I just thought it was. It was interesting, and and he essentially told me, he says, because I told him, I said, hey, you're an SIU professor, I'm an SIUE journalism grad, and he essentially said, hey, check into this, he says, he says, we just scratched the surface, he says, you'll find this very fascinating, because everybody's saying, you know, the, the county people are essentially saying, hey, man, those people, you know, and what's interesting is he said that, that more than half of the people they did this had Spanish surnames. 
Okay, that's really profiling. Well, yeah, no, Shame on no you. kidding. You know, since St. Charles County does not have a big population of Spanish people, you know what I mean, no, of Latinos not. or Mexicans, or whatever Spanish speaking. I mean, you know, it has some, but not not very many. You know, uh, so I, I just thought it was sort of fascinating. And you know, once again, it's the thing for me. It's like called the criminalization of cash, where to the point where it's like, if you got cash, oh, are you are you a, are you a drug dealer? Or you know, you know, it's like, well, you know, and, and there was a time. I mean. I have a friend of mine that she told me that um, way back when she worked at Kmart. I think it was either, yeah, it was Kmart. The she worked. Blue Light Special? She, yeah, she worked at Kmart. And this was not all that long ago, like maybe, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 years ago. It wasn't like, you know, 100 years ago. But she said that when they got paid, they got a pay envelope. And on the outside of the envelope, it was printed, you know, their gross pay, their net pay showed, you know, how much went to FICA, FUI, SUI, all that kind of stuff. And inside the envelope, it was cash. That's how they get paid. I've never gotten paid by cash, oh. except for when I was a waitress. Well, same with me. I was a curb boy. We got, you know, I, and that was nice. I always had cash, you know. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Be, working in a restaurant was always my second job. So huh? I always had cash. Yeah. But, you know. When you made those uh, tens of thousands of dollars in tips and you're driving west on 70 through Forestdale, watch out. That's all I can tell you. I know, right? <laughs> now I out. know. What, what mile marker is that, please? <laughs> 204. You know where it's at. It's right there. It's right there at the, it's just, it's uh, It's right there just uh, east, immediately east of of uh, of the Forestdale overpass. Really? Yeah, it's right there. Go, when you go okay. there today, take a look. They sit in the median. I see them there all the time. It's it's big unmarked SUVs, you know, big black SUVs with you know dark windows, the whole bit, and guys sit there all the time. You know, I mean, you drive through there. there Did I sitting. tell you that I had one of those follow me? Oh, I don't doubt it, you know, because it's a good thing you didn't pull over and, and you know, get all the cash out of your trunk because, you know. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of creeping me out because you, they you, followed me from, they started following me from, uh, Wentzville, downtown Wentzville? Yeah, well, you're suspicious. I, I'd follow you, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would. Hey, it's 718. You're we, funny. we got to move on. No, I'm not. Bye. Westplex 107.1. Yes, one foot in front of the other. That's the way Shelly walks backwards, right? Yeah. Yeah, Seven, that's exactly the way. 725. Did you, we, you know, we talked about this the other day, uh, the um, Golden Globes, which was, what, Sunday? Um, and <laughs> Ricky Gervais... <laughs> You know, lambasting all the yeah, people. Yeah. Okay. Did you see the picture of the dress that Gwyneth Paltrow had on? I did not. <laughs> was it revealing? Uh, uh, well, it was, shall we say, interesting. Matter of fact, if you want to uh, search that and take a look at it, what's interesting is uh, it's been compared to something that we use in our logo. The poop emoji? Yes, there are people saying that what she was wearing was the the physical representation of the poop emoji. And there's a couple pictures online of her. It's this bizarre looking weird dress where the the top sort of looks like a bikini top. And then there's like a bare midriff, and but it's like a high bare midriff, and then she's got this weird dress that like you know looks like the top of it goes maybe about three or four inches above her belly button and it's this long and it's all <laughs> brown and it looks exactly I see it. it's <laughs> different it looks the, it's the same color as the poop emoji <laughs> it, it is well brown there's Fast differences of brown, but so um, there's there's, when there's really the, there's, how, how could you think that that's attractive? Uh, there's all these poop pic- emoji or no poop emoji. Uh, it's an ugly dress. There's all these pictures of and I, I saw, somebody sent me one. I've seen a couple other ones of uh, the dress and the poop emoji side by side, and it's like okay, it sort of does look like a poop emoji because of the way see the way the dress is sort of like what would you call that like like a frame kind of dress or something like that where it's like. I I have no idea. I, I'm not. I just like what I like. <laughs> would, and would, that's you, not it. would you wear that in public, Shelley? No. <laughs> is that is that? Well, first of all, I don't have the body for it. Number one, but and it, she does. But yeah, it's 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 ugly, actually. Uh, I you know I and and, and it's probably really really expensive. Oh, have you ever noticed? Well, maybe not because you're a dude, but did that the uglier the clothes are, the more expensive they are. Well. I, I, quite honestly, I, I've noticed that about shoes. 
That's not true. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Both men's and women's shoes. And and maybe especially men's that's, shoes. That's, that's not true. Oh, well, like, for example, like, remember the old, the old, uh, you know, the O.J. O.J. Simpson trial. Okay, he had on Bruno Mali shoes. Remember, that was the whole deal that they had a specific print, and there was a print in blood of the Bruno Mali shoes, and he claimed he never owned Bruno, Bruno Mali shoes, and yet there's a picture of him, you know, as a sideline reporter at one of the football games wearing Bruno Mali shoes. Uh, I, I, I know a, a, a guy that I know that wears very expensive shoes and I always look at those and think to myself man I wouldn't wear those on a bet you know there are some men's shoes that are really ugly like the ones that kind of come to a point and then the point kind of comes up like a little genie well, see, see, I'm I'm not Mr. Fashion to the point where I wear the same thing all the time. But I wear I wear my boots, and my my boots are always in style. So you know, I mean, or they're, That's true. they're either in they style are. or out of style, whichever way you look at me. Most people would no, say I'm out of style. style. But I, I like boots. I've always loved boots since I was a kid. I don't have. I've told you this before. I don't have one pair of shoes, regular shoes, other than my one you know pair of shoes i wear to the gym that's it i mean i have a pair of you know train you cross have a pair train. Of tenny puffs. well they're like you know they call them cross trainers or something like that you know how every, oh, okay every... so you do have tennis shoes well i don't mean i don't know if you call them tennis shoes there i mean like you know nowadays they're you can't gener- generically they're called tennis shoes brad there will always be tennis shoes. I don't care what people call them so, now. So those, they will always be tennis so shoes. so those shoes that michael jordan you know those nike air jordans all that stuff those are tennis shoes to you Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, then they're tennis shoes. They're like, you know, they're just like, you know, they're they're not running shoes. They're not, they're just, you know, what they call cross trainers. You can run in them, but you're not, it's not necessarily a running shoe. shoe. Yeah, it's like blah, for, blah, blah. It's tennis for you, like you to go to the gym and like do, you know, uh, when I do, uh, you know, when I do the, um, 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 you know, the, the, what do you call it? Treadmill. No, no, no. Where I, where I do the, uh, uh, you know, the, when I, when I go in and, and do the, you know, the Zumba, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you do you do Zumba? Oh man. Can't get enough of it. I mean to the point where uh Zumba. You uh. just go there for Zumba for a target rich environment is what you go there for. It beats the single bars, right? <laughs> you, go to, you go to Zumba. Yes. Or, and the produce or, island show. Well, you know, your your doctor and my doctor in common, you know what he has urged me to do over the last several years? He keeps Yoga. telling me Yes, he keeps telling me, you need to go yeah, to yoga. Yeah, he was, he was on me about that, too. You need to go to yoga class. I'm like, what do you yep. mean I need to go to yoga? You need to go to yoga class. I go, seriously? Yes, you need to go to yoga class. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm going like... It'll be the bendiest day of your life. Yeah, but I'm like an old dude, and I even looked in that, and almost every one of these classes, it's all these young women. I'm going like, okay, man, I don't want to be like the old guy who can barely, you know, do this anymore. I'm getting these gals that twist themselves into a pretzel, you know? I mean, like, I'm going oh, like... Oh, you would be like like a puppy to them oh, man. they would sit there and just pounce all over you brad and make sure that they could help you any way they could i don't think you'd be so. like catnip too i don't think that's the case they'd I go absolutely like absolutely know that's they, the case. And, yeah and then they'd be after they'd go out they'd go out the you know coffee how about that old dude in our class can you believe it boy he looks terribly out of shape how does anybody get around like that he's in terrible shape do you see him? He walks with a limp oh my god don't you feel sorry for him right that's what they'd be saying and then they'd say, yes, but I'm going to sit there and help him do no, do the downward dog yeah, or whatever no, they, they say. No, Upward dog, downward dog, <laughs> some kind of cat. I don't know. One of these days, I'm going to go to a yoga class. One of these days. Can I be there no. and like Facebook Live it? No. no. And I'll have my cross trainers on, you know. Anyway, we Your got tennis shoes. <laughs> whatever you call them. 732. Westplex 107.1, beautiful people. We're not beautiful. So make up your mind. Westplex, I know. <laughs> Westplex 107.1, 739. God, I heard something interesting yesterday from a doctor. And Okay. Well, what's sort of interesting is, oh, first off, I forgot to talk about this this morning. I'll talk about it tomorrow. What? You, you know, um, my uh, Mike McGee, my guy who's on the air here, yep. uh, our yep. financial, advisor, financial advisor, Edward Jones, in our leads group yesterday, he always gives a fun fact. And yesterday he gave this bizarre fun fact, which we'll talk about tomorrow. I said I'd talk about it today, but we'll talk about it tomorrow because it's so weird. I mean, I mean it was like to the point where after he said it, people are going like, huh? 
you know, it was it was fun, but it was sort of bizarre fun. Okay, so yesterday, I heard a doctor who was on one of the shows, one of the radio shows, talking about how men. There, it, it came out. There's two things that came out. There was some kind of a a drug that they were trying that essentially for men who are having problems, um, essentially conceiving children with their wives. Okay, and. They did this blind study where they had like a thousand men that they gave the drug, you know, they, they, they put them in the study and they had 500 of them who got the drug and 500 of them who got the placebo. And then they did this for several years and then they compared results. And the men who took the drug when they did, you know, the test on the whole bit were less fertile than the men who didn't take the drug. And the, the men who took the drug had side effects of nausea and vomiting and things like that. But these guys... Like he was pregnant. Yeah, Good. which I thought... It's funny. That's exactly what I thought. I thought to myself, that's sort of weird. Here you're taking a fertility drug that's supposed to make you more fertile. And it made you less fertile, but it made you feel like you were pregnant. It's like, okay, that's sort of ironic. Okay, but... That's called poetic justice right there. Well, maybe that's what that is. But... The doctor started talking about how the fertility level of men is dropping through the decades. And this is what he said, which I'm telling you. That's because you, they don't, people don't wear boxers anymore. <laughs> Here we go with that. Okay, let's. It's true. Okay. But what he said was fascinating because he said with men, there's an emotional, mental component of that. And it has to do with the fact that men, you know, genetically are predisposed to be aggressive and assertive. And, you know, like the, you know, you go back to the, to the caveman, you know, it's the, you know, they're the hunters and the women are the, are the gatherers, you know, and in the women's, the woman's back in the cave and the guys out there, you know, clubbing the, the, you know, the tiger with a, with a club and bringing it back to the, the cave so they can eat. And he said that predominantly in the workplace, that this has been a proven fact that men who are aspiring to higher positions in the workplace have a higher testosterone and higher sperm count. And because of the fact that that's not happening in the environment, in the work environment anymore, and because there are so many women managers now that men are becoming less fertile. So you think that masculinity is being derailed well, by well, the way the world is going? He sort of talked about that. And I sort of thought it was interesting because of the fact that, you know, nowadays it's like, oh, you know, and, and even to the point where I heard this guy who, and matter of fact, this guy, and it's somebody, and I can't remember his name. He used to be, his, his name is like his A.J. Benza. And he's an investigative reporter, and I used—I remember seeing him on a bunch of different shows that they would have him like as a guest on various shows, and he would be like as guest on news shows and things like that. And he was being interviewed of, and they were sort of talking about this in another respect, how things have changed in the media and the whole bit. And he said that the reason that he doesn't get invited to be a guest anymore is because he's sort of a tough guy. You know, he started talks like that, you know, and that's not cool anymore. And what they want, and this was his term, they are looking for more sexually fluid men. I'm sorry, what? Sexually fluid men. I heard what you said, but what does that mean exactly? It means that you're sort of a man, but you're sort of a woman. So in other words, you're sort of you're sort of a girly man, I guess. I don't know. That's what he said. And they all laughed and they go, "No, really." And he says, "No, they're not looking for masculine guys anymore. They're looking for guys that you're not you're not, you're not sure it's a guy or a gal." And I'm going, eh, you know, it's sort of interesting because when you, Do you think, think that, well, think about the movies, okay? Think about the movies. There was a time you had, you know, you had John Wayne and you had Robert Clark Mitchum, Gable. Clark Gable. These, you know, these these, you know, very, you know, strong men, you know, and you know, frankly, my dear, dear, I don't give a damn, you know, stuff like that. Yep. Um, Archibald Leach. Right, right. You had these guys who were, you know, very tough. Uh, you go through, uh, you know, all the big, uh, you know, the James well, Cagney. Right, right, right. Right. Tough guys. Okay. Now you go to the movies or you watch TV and what do you see? You see like, you know, the situation comedies where the guys are the stupid ones, you know, and the wives are the smart ones, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But the guys are sort of like, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, they're sort of like, you know, sort of just floating through life. And It's like everybody loves Raymond. I could never watch that show because if that man whined one more time. Well, but, but see, him, King of Queens, you know, remember Kevin plays the, the UPS guy. But, you know, once again, he's sort of the dummy and his wife is the one who's really smart. And you look at all the shows like now, what's the one, uh, uh, the one with the... Uh, um, uh, uh, the Vigaro, you know who I'm talking about? You know, what's that? Family, or it's been on the air forever, where it's got um, the guy that used to be um, uh, the, the, the father in, um, in uh, um, God, I can't remember. But you know who I'm talking about? It's, 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 and, and, and when you look at it, all the shows, they show the man being like the stupid guy. And if it wasn't for the fact that his wife was there, he wouldn't know to come out of the rain. You know, he'd be, oh, it's, honey, I don't know why, but I'm getting all wet. Well, you're out there in the rain. Come on in. You know, that kind of a thing. You know, and, and it was really interesting because he talked about that the, the population, the birth rate in, in, uh, uh, you know, sophisticated in what they call first world countries is declining. Talked about how it's declining in Japan, you know, it's de- declining in the United States. And the birth rate that is increasing is the birth rate in all these countries where the guys are like dominant. They're like the Islamics where, you know, the woman has to wear the burqa and the man's the swashbuckling guy. And he's the terrorist and he's the guy that's going out and, you know, and and blowing up things. And yet the and their birth rate is is really going up. But yet the birth rate of the quote unquote sophisticated countries is going down because the men are not as fertile anymore. And I'm going like, whoa, this is, you know, I mean, like, I'm thinking to myself, get some women on the show with him and they'll tear him apart. You know, I mean, like, I can't believe you said that, you know, but it was just sort of interesting. It's kind of like our music nowadays. Well, once whiny, it, but, whiny, but see, whiny. See, what's interesting is, and it's sort of funny you should mention that because think about it. You had I mention it all the time, Brad. Well, but but think about it. Like, okay, you go back 20, 30 years, okay? Van Halen, you had all the groups and like it was it, you know, a lot of the groups, the popular music bordered on being hard rock. You know, you had yes. Journey, you had, you know, quite a few and support Austin. Like, you know, now you have Ed Sheeran, Shawn Mendes, um, you know, uh, Charlie Puth. And, wow, wow, wow. Well, and not saying that they're not like, you know, manly men, but they're not. You know what I mean? They're sort of like. <laughs> Their songs aren't. Yeah. It's like, sort of, oh, he's so soft and sensitive. I know that he'll be for me. They're sort of wimpy. So anyway, just think think about that. And and, uh, and and this was like some, I can't remember, he was some professor or something like that. It was pretty interesting. No, he's a doctor. He was a doctor. He's talking about this. And he's an MD. Not, you know, not like, like a doctor of, you know. English, you know, like a PhD or something like that. And, and it was pretty interesting, you know, talking about the whole thing. And I, you know what? I, I have to be honest with you. I couldn't agree with it more. I think it's, it, is, it is true. But there's some people saying, well, there shouldn't be a divide between men and women. You know, it, it, and I'm going, okay, whatever. You know, I mean, you know. There's always going to be a divide between men and women. It's like my complaint with your organization you belong to, Little Black Book. Men can't belong to that. I think that's no, not that's, fair. Well, they can't belong to it, but we do have wingmen. I don't, but once again, that's not fair. I mean, you know, if I want to be... Of course it's fair. If, but if I... Hey, I'm telling you, if I put together a group within the, you know, like in St. Charles County, hey, it's the, it's the, it's the man's club. The he-man you know, woman you know, haters uh, club. And we're going to go to, we're going to go to that cigar bar there on, on Highway N and Cottle, and we're going to smoke. <laughs> cigars till our eyes roll back in our head you know it's only men only i mean there'd be women i can't believe you're doing that i can smoke a cigar why can't i come in that's true but still (laughs) a lot i mean we actually on one of our coffee and connections (laughs) this is true and and coffee and connections you get the feels you know what i'm saying i mean you talk personally and there was a gentleman that came in when we were over at Rendezvous. There was a gentleman that came in and sat through the whole entire meeting. And I'm like, I'm not going to say his name, but I'm like, could you not get the vibe that you were kind of out of? Was he not invited? He just sat, came in and sat down? Yes. Oh, my hat's off to and him. And participated. My hat's off to him. He's trying to even up the odds, you know? He didn't even know. Yeah. He saw it on Facebook. Well, maybe he was getting in touch with his more feminine side. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I know this man. I don't think that's it. <laughs> okay. 749.
Westplex 107.1. That's the theme song of, let me try that again, the, the theme song of BS in the Morning. Can't we just talk? No, we can't because Shelly will interrupt me and tell me I'm wrong and all sorts of stuff like that, right? That is not true. Yeah. That is not how that yeah. goes. She so jumps it. in on time. You don't know what you're talking about. Off the air. You know, we have one show that's on the air. We have another show that's off the air. Shelly's, <laughs> that's Shelly, true. We do. <laughs> Shelly's, all, Shelly's all nice and, and warm and, and, and friendly with me on the air. And then we turn off the mics. I can't believe you said that. That was so stupid i can't believe you do that kind of stuff i never do that brad stop it <laughs> you do it all the time <laughs> well only sometimes because sometimes i don't know but but not a lot you don't like the things i say you get mad about things i say i don't well sometimes i do <laughs> oh you know what we're doing you know what we're gonna do what? so stl magazine is having the a-list yeah and I'm nominating us for the mo- radio morning show. <laughs> That'll go real far. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you know, hold it now. If they had the B list, I'd say, yeah, we might have a chance. The C list, you know, we're pretty, we'd have good odds in there. The D list, we'd be the winners. Hey, you know what? That's what we should do. We should have like the, <laughs> like the Westplex B list and put all these people on it that we don't like. Hey, we'll call mom and go, hey, guess what? You just, it's just like, it's just like, have I ever told you the story about the silver microphone awards? No. I got another one just the other day. And I don't know if I told you about this or not. I got this email that said, hey, you have been selected as the best business in St. Peter's or something like that. I go, okay, this is interesting. And, you know, it's email and I read the thing the whole bit. You know, our judges have judged your business. And it was interesting because it was the other station. It was KSLQ, but it wasn't in all capitals. It was like capital K, SLQ. And it's like, okay, first off, they don't realize it's a radio station. You know, and it's like, you have met our high standards and, you know, we are happy to award you this plaque. And what's interesting was there was even a, a, a PDF attached to the email and it was a press release. And it was pre-done, you know, like, you know, you know, to, you know, for immediate release. And it looked just like a regular press release that, you know, we'd get like at the radio station that you're supposed to send out. You know, today it was announced that KSLQ won the St. Peter's Best of Award and stuff like that. Well, it turns out it's a trophy company. You know, I actually got something in the mail the other day just for that thing, that same thing. And it was, and if you want the award, you can choose. You have to buy the trophy. Yes, you can choose between three or four different trophies, and one of them was one hundred ninety-nine dollars, and one of them was two forty-nine, and stuff like that. Well, what was interesting was there used to be a competition in the radio business called the Silver Microphone Awards. And my brother used to send commercials he did all the time, and he always won, no matter what he wants, he sent. And it was, and it was like, it was like to to you like to register. It was like, it was like to send your award. You had to send like ninety nine dollars or something like that with each one. So he'd send off these commercials that he did, and he'd put a check in for ninety nine bucks. And like a month later, hey, your commercial was judged the best of the best, and you know, and, and the, the box would come, and here's your silver. Microphone award, and it was this microphone silver. It was like a little pedestal and had his name on it, you know, engraved in a little plate, you know, Lance Hildebrand, winner, you know, whatever it was, you know, that kind of a thing. I'm thinking to myself, we're blowing it, Shelly. We should just start our own trophy shop. We should go, like, we go to the chamber meetings today and we'd go around, hey, hi, guess what? You've won the best of Westplex for the best. You know, you know, flooring company. Congratulations! And here's your award. Well, it you know you have to submit one hundred ninety nine dollars for the award. And then we go out and we buy a trophy for fifty bucks. We make one hundred fifty dollars. What do you think? Yeah, that's pretty much what they do. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, what are we trying to do? Trying to you know make a legitimate business? We'll just scam people with awards. What do you think? No. People, oh, no, we won't do that. <laughs> That's not how we roll, Brad. <laughs> the best of St. Peter's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best of the West Plaque. Well, so did you get that email? Or what you email? Get, you talked about you got one like that. You said you got mail. Was it mail mail or was it email? Um, It was email. Okay. Because I told you about it. Yeah. I'm like, we got okay, this. what is this? Because I forwarded it to you. <laughs> and first of all, I don't even know what, um, how they got my email. Well... 
Um, who knows? I mean, who knows how people get your email? You know. I, I mean, seriously, there are some people. I'm like, how did you even get my email? You, you, you know, you know, I've been doing. I showed you yesterday. God, we'll talk about this tomorrow. But I, I, I saw this on 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 uh, a YouTube video, and it was so funny. It's this lady who is uh, works in L.A. and she's a voiceover artist, and she's really good. And she she purposely has you know she gets all these scammers to call her. And then she scams them, and and she does these these different voices and things like that. But what I've started to do is, and what's really funny, I told you, I get these calls all day long. I mean, all day long, and I'll answer, and they just hang up, you know. And you know, maybe you know, twenty, thirty times a day, and it's gotten to the point where I'll answer the phone, and I'll sound like you know, recording, and I'll you know, the phone will ring, and I'll answer. I go, "Hi, thank you for calling. If you're a human being, please press one." And sometimes somebody presses one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then I'll go like, hi, thanks for calling. If you're over five feet tall, please press two. And if they're still there, sometimes you'll hear, dude. <laughs> that's hilarious, Brad. You do that? Oh, I mean, it's gotten to the point where what, it's these call all day long. It's like, I, I can tell you the numbers. And what they're doing now is nobody's using 800 numbers. They're all using this system where if they're calling you, they're calling you on, a, like looks like it's a local phone call, 314-636 area code. You know, you answer the phone and it's like somebody trying to sell you something or it's somebody, it's like the, the credit card scammers I talked about the other day, where it's the guys from China trying to get your credit card number, you know, that kind of stuff, or try to sell you something, which is a scam, you know, and, and you know, and it's funny because because <laughs> sometimes if they stick on like for like if they go through through and the third one I go like hi if you're wearing women's underwear plus press three and then you'll hear the guy go you know and then they'll go like blank you you know <laughs> you're just such a I'm fun s- kind of guy I'm sorry a wild and crazy it doesn't take much to amuse me 802 he does such a good job in that commercial doesn't he does, yes, he does, actually. He rocked the mic like a vandal, baby. He did. Okay, that's going to do it for Brad and Shelly. Uh, she's Brad. I'm Shelly. BS in the morning. Dot show is our website. Website for the station is westplex1071.com. It's time for Shelly to introduce You Know Who. So now it's time for Caleb Hunter to come up on the radio. He's the most important man in St. Charles. And he steps up to the microphone and says, 